Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Are we already in a recession? As the U.S. Q1 earnings season gets going, consensus estimates point to a second straight quarter on year earnings contraction. And this also rhymes with the signal from the bond market, which is flagging a recession later this year. While well, joining us on the phone to tell us more is Steve Bryce, who is the chief investment officer at Standard Chartered Bank. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Good to be here. Thank you so much for joining me today. Okay, I just want to start things off with how would you describe the current state of the U.S. economy? How does this current state differ from previous years? Yeah, well, if we look at the uh, most of the indicators that we um, look at in the market, whether it be leading indicators, even mm-hmm. labor market data, consumer spending, and, and, and different sentiment indices, we clearly are seeing a deterioration in the outlook for the, the U.S. economy. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, we saw a, a very strong COVID rebound, uh, rebound, and as we've moved through the end of last year and into the beginning of this year, we've seen the economy continuing. So I, I guess the key question is, you know, does that tip us into recession? Does that earnings growth that you mentioned or lack or, or contraction in earnings mm-hmm. signal that the economy is actually weaker than people expect or, or, or are seeing at the moment. But it certainly is getting weaker. Okay, okay. I mean, earnings season, that's kicked off already. But from what we've seen so far, what does that tell us about the U.S. economy? Are we, you know, heading to a recession or are we already in one? So it's always difficult to to judge exactly when you're in a recession. Usually (laughs) economists are really bad at this, right? They usually predict a recession after it's finished sometimes Mm -hmm. rather than than, uh, even um, before it starts. So um, I, I think, you know, most of the recession indicators we look at are flashing. Red. I mean, so uh, we do expect a recession um, to occur, you know, this year. So we've got an eighty percent probability of a U.S. recession in the next twelve months. And as I say, most of the indicators that we look at, I think the one I focus the most on is that yield curve that you mentioned earlier. Um, so you know, usually when you see the you know, three month yield going above the ten year yield, so the three month yield above the ten year yield, so that lead to a recession within, uh, you know, usually around 12 months, so nine nine to 14 months. Um, so that happened in October last year. So it'd be pointing towards the end of this year that we could see that recession actually taking hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of the indicators are, are in line with, with that coming to pass. Okay, okay. I mean, history shows the government bonds, they handily outperform equities during a recession, right? Currently, yes. what are we seeing in equities? Have they priced in? a recession? So it was interesting, actually, at one point last year, um, we saw, you know, basically the peak to trough in in equities during a recession in the US is around 27%, and the peak to trough last year was 27%. But since Mm -hmm. then, we've seen um, uh, equities rally quite significantly, uh, especially tech, actually, as obviously as bond yields have come lower. Mm. Um, So I think at the moment, they're probably not pricing in that recession. It, It would be the first time ever that we would see the equity market trough before the recession started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so usually it troughs during the recession. So, uh, so yeah, so we still feel that the equities could have another leg lower before we, before we, see, uh, you know, before we see a trough being formed. Before it drops, what could signal that? What should investors look out for? Yeah, so I mean, 
obviously, I think that the, the key thing is, you know, if we if we did see the economy, particularly the labour market start cracking, mm-hmm. I mean, the labour market is a little bit of an indi- lagging indicator. So but if we did see that start turning, I think then people get a lot more concerned about the outlook for consumer spending mm. uh, and therefore for investment, etc. Uh, and then that would make people a lot more confident that recession is going to hit earnings even more than we're seeing today. Okay. So I think from that perspective, you know, that's the thing to watch out for. Mm-hmm. In terms of what would form a trough for equities ultimately, and, and we don't see that for some time, mm-hmm. is the Fed focusing more on supporting growth mm-hmm. rather than fighting inflation. But obviously, they're still very, very focused on inflation today. Mm-hmm. So what is your outlook for equities for the rest of the year then? We still believe that we're going to see another leg lower for um, equities mm-hmm. in, in the de- particularly developed market equities. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we see uh, you know that recession hitting, hitting earnings and, and leading to more challenges. Uh, from there, uh, we do feel that um, you know Asian equities can outperform developed market equities. Obviously, okay. China is in a very different stage of the economic cycle, so we're seeing a strong recovery mm-hmm. in economic activity post the easing of mobility restrictions uh, and also some policy stimulus coming through. So, uh, you know, we're, we're favouring Asian equities over developed market equities at the moment. Mm-mm, I see, I see. But you know, since the start of March, the U.S. ten-year government bond has been making lower highs and lower lows. What can we expect from U.S. 10-year yields then? Yeah, so, I mean, one of our themes for this year is securing your yield. Mm -hmm. And that basically argues into or feeds into this. So we think that um, any spikes in yields are likely to be temporary. So if you do see bond yields going higher, then we would be basically buying into that, buying Mm -hmm. bonds at higher yields, looking for yields to come down as we go through the year. Uh, we do have a preference for investment-grade bonds, for high-quality bonds, mm-hmm. um, because obviously low-quality bonds or high-yield bonds could uh, you know, see challenges from a, um, you know, from earnings or cash flow perspective for companies, so prefer higher-grade um, bonds. Yes, the yields are, are lower and maybe less attractive in some ways, um, but they're also a lot less risky in, in an environment when we're heading into recession. Okay, okay. And, you know, with, of course, a potential recession looming large, it's widely expected that the Fed rate pause after May. Would that help the U.S. avoid a recession? We certainly don't think a, a uh, pausing rate hikes is going to be enough. And I guess we come back to the yield curve. Mm-hmm. You know, the yield curve, is, if it's inverted, it's basically saying that current monetary policy um, conditions are too tight and inconsistent with continued economic growth. Mm. And we sort of agree with that. So uh, for the economy to, to recover from a recession, um, we believe would need severely uh, lower short-term interest rates. So we think the Fed at some point this year will give up on its rhetoric of there won't be any rate hikes this Mm-hmm. Sorry, rate cuts this year. So we're still looking for two rate cuts in the second half. Mm. Uh, but we think there will be more in 2024 as well. Okay. Okay. So do you see them pausing rate hikes after May? Yeah. So it looks like that. That looks uh, the most likely outcome. Obviously, okay. if we do see some inflation surprises, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could hike more, but for for now, that's our central scenario. I see, I see. And could we see more investors also flocking to safe haven assets closer to the end of the year with the rising potential of a recession? So yes. Yeah, so obviously, we've we've talked a bit about bonds, which is which mm-hmm. is just one area of safe haven. So we'd agree with that. The other safe haven that we 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 like at the moment is gold. Mm. Um, so we'd be looking at gold as a as a good investment opportunity over over a sort of six to twelve month time horizon. So if we did see any dips mm. um, lower in the gold price, we'd be uh, we'd be adding to gold positions as well. 
Okay, what about the Japanese yen? Yeah, it's a good point, actually. So the yen has actually been on a little bit on the weaker track in the past uh, you know, few mm. days. But I think, you know, we, we do believe that the, the yen is a, a potential safe haven from mm. a currency perspective. We don't believe the dollar is uh, in this environment because most of the challenges we believe are going to be created in the U.S. rather than elsewhere. Mm. Um, but the yen absolutely can have a significant upside in a risk-off environment. Uh, especially if it's deemed that the central bank in Japan could um, move away, move further away from yield curve control in the coming months. They're obviously saying at the moment that's unlikely, but uh, if inflation uh, remains stronger than expected, then that, then the yen could get support from there as well. Mm, okay, okay. And since we're in Singapore, is something more relatable here? What would a recession in the United States mean for Singapore? Yes, yeah, so obviously it's not good. Um, so you know, we uh, Singapore does trade significantly with mm-hmm. uh, with the developed world. Uh, I, I guess it is caveated by the by the China developments. You know, okay. So if you think about GDP growth last year in China was three percent, this year is probably going to be roughly around five and a half percent. So weakness in the U.S. is likely to be offset to a significant by a significant degree from what's going on in China. And obviously, the tourism flows are coming back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 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 globally um, from the West, but uh, obviously increasingly from China as well. So, I think yes, it's not good, but I think there's a lot of positives out there as well for the Singapore economy. Okay, okay. I mean, interest rates in Singapore they typically track those of the U.S. So, could you tell us your outlook on Singapore's REITs sector? Yeah, so I guess you know the the, the REITs market here is a is a vibrant um, part of the the stock market. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, yields can be very attractive. I, I guess the way we look at Singapore REITs is that they're, they're well managed, uh, rental growth and cost control, and you know they're generally able to um, offset cost inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we are seeing you know, U.S. interest rates coming down, um, and, and, and we do, and then, you know, Singapore, as you mentioned, their interest rates generally follow what happens in the U.S. as well. Mm-hmm. That should be a, a good environment. So we've seen signs of the, the relative performance of REITs relative to the straight signs index um, mm. starting to come, you know, it's obviously been falling um, for the last two years or so. The sound, the signs that that might be plateauing, which we believe would fit in uh, to a rebound in the second half of the year as interest rates start coming lower. Okay. Okay. What about the SGD then? What is the short and long-term outlook for the Singapore dollar? Yeah. So we're bearish over the sort of six twelve months, um, uh, six twelve month view on the US dollar, okay. uh, and we believe that's going to be, you know, lead to a stronger Singapore dollar versus mm. the US dollar over time. Obviously, we've had the monetary policy announcement um, where the authorities, you know, really left monetary policy largely mm. unchanged. Um, um, but uh, that means that the dollar will prevail. Mm-hmm. So if the US dollar is weakening, then we think dollar sing will continue to track lower in the coming months. Okay, okay. But before we let you go, do you have any advice for investors investing in the current market or how should they well prepare themselves in the backdrop of a looming recession? Yeah, I, I guess as always, the, the, the typical advice we would give is to remain diversified. Mm-hmm. So um, we are underweight equities at the moment, but that doesn't mean zero allocation to equities because mm. nobody knows what's going to exactly happen going right. forward. So uh, it is always possible that we're wrong, and, and then equities do continue to do well. We certainly see the risk of a melt up in the short term. 
on extremely negative positioning. Um, but we do prefer bonds, so we're overweight bonds and overweight gold. Mm. Um, so, so I mean, those are the sort of areas that we, we prefer. And with, as I mentioned, in equities, but also in bonds, actually, we're overweight Asia versus mm-hmm. the developed market. So we think there's very attractive yields in the bond market in Asia as well. So that, that's the way we're positioned today. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for joining me today. Thanks so much. Thank you. We've been speaking with Steve Bryce, who's the Chief Investment Officer at Standard Chartered Bank. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.